Tay Fizzle's podcast. Special guest, comedian Sleepy. Song of the week, man. Be there. By Munchie. Pulling up, I'm on the way I'm a heartless nigga I ain't really come here to stay Running from emotions Hell for a good time Body move with the motion Flowing just like a potion Pull away Wanna put you in seven different positions Cherishing your body Cause your body is the mission Yeah Just slow on Slow on Caressing your body I can tell you don't mind Yeah Just slow on Caressing your body, I can tell you don't mind Yeah It's something I can't even much lie Different type of vibe when we chillin' getting high Pull up to the lake, pull up where you stay Fuck it, we can catch a flight and go out to the bay I got you long as you got me Eat a shawty, who gon' hold it down like she's supposed to? I got you long as you got me I got you long as you got me Just slow on, slow on Caressing your body, I can tell you don't mind Yeah Just slow on, slow on Caressing your body, I can tell you don't mind Yeah Tell me what you see when you be looking in my eyes Show me how you want it, I'm feeling the tension rise Don't fall for me, living in the moment Just call me, call me when you want it I don't mind, just don't waste time I don't mind, just don't waste time Just slow on, slow on Caressing your body, I can tell you don't mind Yeah Just slow on, slow on Caressing your body, I can tell you don't mind Yeah Call me when you want it, pulling up, I'm on the way I'm a heartless nigga, ain't really come here to stay just here for a good time Gotta move with the motion Going just like a potion Pull away Wanna put you in several different positions Cherishing your body Cause your body is commission Yeah Just slow on Slow on Just slow on Slow on Once again, song of the week Be There by Munchie What you thought about it, brother? Hey, that bit was fire. I personally, I'm a big fan of when New Orleans artists use New Orleans shit. Like, I like to hear bounce samples and shit like that. Cause you know, like now, that shit kind of trendy. Like, you got a lot of rap artists that do fucking bounce samples, don't have no idea how to rap on the beat. Facts. You sound stupid like a motherfucker. So, I think New Orleans artists need to take control back. Facts. Start that's, doing it. It's always shit. good when you embrace the culture. And then Lee Chopper just put Wayne on like a type of um, bounce type bounce. beat like that. And I fuck with it. He, the, I personally, I could be wrong on this. I feel like he the only one to do that so far. Like as far as like... Put an actual New Orleans artist on it? On it, yeah. Like <laughs> nigga, it's so, y'all got the formula. You know what I'm saying? Just get somebody that's actually from here to help y'all. Like and Wayne not even like, Wayne didn't come from like a bounce background per se. Like it's not like he just did a bunch of bounce shit. Mm. But he grew up on that shit just like we grew up on that yeah. shit. So that's the person you need to be getting for real. Facts. You got that New Orleans lingo slang. But... All right, from that, man, Migos, you're not a music artist. You are a comedian, and we are here because last time you was here, just like I told Troy, you really wasn't nothing because you ain't have no special side. But I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga said you wasn't on shit you last time. You wasn't on time. shit last time. You were just doing shit. But this time, you're coming back with a special, brother. And the special was, when was it shot? Um, it was shot uh, September? September 21st. All right, but... You got to let the people know because it was shot twice. Right. The first time, um, I was not in attendance. Right. But it was crazy because I saw your Twitter. You said, man, I just rocked the shit out these shows. It's crazy. And then you had to shoot it again. Facts. We had a little um, technical difficulty the first time mm-hmm. with the uh, camera work, which, you know, shit happens. No pressure. But, right. you know, it was cool. It was good to get that experience because my thing was, all right, it wasn't nothing is wasted time to me, especially because exactly. it was a packed show. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I ain't had no complaints. Like, it was a little frustrating at that time. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. That one was September 21st. This one was in January. So it was like, all right. I'm, at the time, I wasn't used to throwing my own shows. I was so used to, like, you know, 
getting booked for shit, which is cool. Okay. But at the same time, you want to have your own shit. That's when you really get a chance to know where you stand as a comedian because it's like, you, this is your fans. When you get booked for shows, that's other people's shit. So the first one, even though it got, I had to redo it, what it showed me was, I right, nigga, you could bring your own crowd. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then the weekend I did that, it was LSU Southern in Baton Rouge. Right. And it was Saints Falcons in Atlanta. Yep, so a lot of people was out in Baton Rouge, and a lot of people was definitely in Atlanta yeah. for them Saints. And I still sold that bitch out. Facts. So it was like, that was a thing where I, it was able to show me, like, all right, nigga, you got people that love you for real. Like, because mm-hmm. I had people that left the, the game in BR to drive to the show and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. The second time around, it was different because I right, now I got this weekend to myself. Facts. Be- before you get to that second time, were you expecting... Did you know the games was that weekend when you I booked had, it? Like- I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. We booked it so far in advance okay. that I didn't really. And that was something I had to learn, too, like to like be mindful of what's going on when you book shit. Right. So I ain't had no idea. I found I literally found that shit out like a couple of weeks before. It was too late to try to like move that bitch move around. It was like, fuck it. I got to live with it and hope for the best. And fuck it. It turned out good. Facts. And before that, before we get to the second one, like you said, were you expecting a lot of people to come since you knew them games was that day and you knew people was going to be out of town? Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. So for that first time around, it was definitely a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. going on. Like, I had a lot of anxiety about it. I, like, it was like at the end of the day, I know people support me. You know what I'm saying? But you know how it be when you got that type of shit going on. People going to go to that. That's just what it is. So I didn't have any expectations as far as the crowd. I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. And the way, the way it played out was, you know, black people, we operate on our own time. So mm-hmm. the show for nine, that be, if I'm being honest, that bit was empty till like fucking 920. <laughs> I was like... When you got a nine, when you got a nine o'clock show, tell the people it's 830. Tell your people. <laughs> so it got to a point, bro. I had, like, <laughs> abandoned hope. I was like, I, I guess we're going to have to do this, bitch. But I was like, let me just go to the bathroom right quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I come out, we could get this bitch started. And it was empty when I went in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom for, like, five minutes. I came out. It was packed. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> they could say five minutes. What the fuck your daughter and us sleeping, what, what happened? Like, <laughs> like, what happened in them five minutes? You know what Man, I'm saying? Man, they time jamming, a time machine or something, huh? Facts. So I was like, but shit, after that, though, I was like, nigga, if I could do this with all of that shit going on, nigga, I got the city. I could do anything. Like, after that, it was good. Facts. Now, we get on to the next show, 2023, New Year, January. What's the um feeling of getting a show together that you just coming off a nice big show in September. It's a good little gap, but three right. months, October, yeah. November, yeah, December, so almost four months in a new year. Mm-hmm. So what was the preparation setting up the next show? Right. Actually, this one was a lot smoother because mm-hmm. from a from a preparation standpoint, I'm going to say, because this time I knew for sure to do that bitch on the weekend when nothing was going on. Mm-hmm. I had more of an idea of how to, the process of booking people, like how to pay people. I knew to get a camera person who was going to be like on the P's and Q's 1,000%. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it was like no fucking bullshit going on and all of that shit. So it went a lot smoother. Like, I knew exactly what a comedy show looked like. Last time, I was kind of winging it. You got the you got the kinks out with the first show. So yeah. second, it kind of like a blessing in disguise that the thing didn't work out with the on camera because... You set it up, everything went smooth, you know how to do it now. Yeah. And there's more to it now. It was better. Like, it was better, bro. Like, uh, the last one, it was like, it was fucking, you know, the comedy club would do two. They mm-hmm. do two of them bitches, do a seven and a nine. Mm-hmm. So for the first one, the seven o'clock was a little light work. Like, it was still a good crowd. Like, it was a good warm-up, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. But that nine, nigga, that nine, Boom, that was the one. So this time around, I was like, all right, I know what to expect. Like, I'm a, I got two shows. The last time, the nine o'clock was sold out. Seven was a little slight. Facts, facts. Be- you, before we get to it, because I know where you go. Yeah, I know you, where you, you go. Because exactly we had this conversation. Yeah. But before we get to that, why two shows, seven and nine? Because I um I think I asked yeah. um, an- another comedian this. But why two shows? I think for the comedy club, it's like a thing of where like they feel like we are working around people's schedule. Mm-hmm. So everybody might not be able to make it to the nine o'clock show, but they was like, well, fuck, I could come to the seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you have people that can't make the seven because they still at work or they mm-hmm. just getting off. So fuck it, come fuck with the nine. Like, you know what okay. I'm saying? I think it's just more of a thing of like flexibility, like giving okay. people different options. And it's cool. Like if I'm being honest though, it, it works. It's cool. I rather just had that one show because when I look at it, how it went this time, I had two sold out shows, seven and nine, right? Mm-hmm. But let's think about if I would have had one show, 
Yeah, but everybody can't fit them. At the same, at that venue, yeah. Yeah, at that venue, yeah. yeah. So for them, it's perfect. Right. But like, let's say if I do something somewhere else. 8.30 or something, like 8 o'clock, yeah, split it. Right in the middle. Yeah. And I have them people from that 7 and that people from that 9 Come all on. in the same room, man. That shit would have been crazy. Epic. Which it was still crazy. <laughs> right, like, it was. You know what I'm saying? Now, with the shows, you was getting to it. You said the first time, September, first show was a warm-up. Even though it was a good little crowd, but the nine was booming. Yeah. This show, we had a talk. I saw when I was in the, the seven o'clock, that bit was real. That bit was real. And they're like, it was a movie. I, I was like, brother, you won't film this one? You're like, no, that nine o'clock gonna be the what? We get to the nine, pack as well, but it wasn't like the seven. Yeah. I, w- I would say it like this if the seven had 100 people, the nine probably had 75 to 85. Yeah. And you know, when you think of like 15 or 20 people, it's not a different, but it's a difference in a comedy yeah. show because the laughs, they build. Yeah, and they build up when everybody do it. And the first one, the lady, um, a lady bought you flowers. Yeah, Jennifer Turbo. Shout out Jennifer Turbo. And that, and that, that was when I knew. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't, <laughs> I don't regret it. Like, uh-huh. I don't regret it. Like, you know, you never regret the decisions you make. It was still a good ass show. Right. So it was like, cool. But I'm going to say this though. As I'm on stage and I'm performing and I'm hearing the crowd reaction mm-hmm. and all of that shit, I'm like, <laughs> like I was like I should have trusted my dog word like, and then when I got off stage and as soon as I got off stage she came with the flowers I was like nigga this is exactly what I seen on Eddie Murphy Raw like this is how this shit supposed to go Fact. so I was like damn man like like I said and I don't like I don't have no regrets because the nine was still a damn yeah. good show and it was it was two different type of Shows for you because you interacted with the crowd more in the on the nine, nine o'clock one. Yeah, and the the um, first one was probably like more on script, and the last was bigger, but so it was more interaction with the crowd with yeah. you on the nine o'clock one. It, it was it was definitely two completely different shows. Yep. It has its pros and cons. Like I was talking to my partner Mark about it, and he was like, "What I say is nine o'clock." That was your friends in that mm-hmm. bitch. That was your friends, the yes. people that you've been on for years and shit. He was like, which is good. But he was like, that 7 o'clock, that was your fans. It's like, it's a big-ass difference. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like, the 7 o'clock was really mostly, like, white people. And, like... Yeah. It, it, it was, was white. It was more white than black people. Yeah. And it was kind of like older white people. It wasn't even, like, a lot of young. They had some young in there, but they had um, middle-aged white people. Yeah. And that's good to, um, that your jokes hit with different, yeah. all different type of um, people. Which was always the goal for me by the way like because it's so easy when you're from new orleans to get on stage and talk about new orleans shit like bitch i was i was just on in the iberville i was just on broad and i was at cajuns like (laughs) like nigga don't know what the fuck you talk about when you say that shit (laughs) so my thing was like i want to be as fucking universal as i possibly can like yeah do i have new orleans jokes absolutely but i tell them in a way that even if you're not from new orleans you can still get the gist of what's going on you feel like you there like when i for example like we we was just talking about music. Like, well, let's say when I listen to, like, Young Jeezy, right? Mm-hmm. And that TM101. I was, like, 12 when that shit came out. Mm-hmm. I don't... I didn't know a fucking thing he was talking about at that time. Know the songs, though. I know them <laughs> bitches. Like, and he made me feel like I was there by the way he painted exactly. that picture. Even though I ain't really know what Coke was at 12, I was like, this nigga really love cold drinks. He been, <laughs> he been rapping about Coke. I went from old school Chevys to drop top Porsches. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? It make you... He made me feel like I was there even though I didn't necessarily know what he was talking about. Right. So for me, it was like, when I do this shit, I'm like, even if you're not from New Orleans, when I say this shit, you're going to mentally picture yourself being where I'm at, right. know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've gotten good at that. Right, because everybody got a different lingo, but a lot of lingo mean the same thing. It's just different words. Like, like same shit, different toilet. Right. If you're in a situation where you're telling a joke about something, how your mom used to whip your ass or something, and you got some new, little New Orleans slang in there, like... Did you hear me come in? Some some shit that you all people along. say. Yeah, they yeah. can follow along. They just fill in the blanks like, oh, that's what he mean. But I want to get to more of you doing the show. Right. Because you said you was like, this is how it's supposed to be um, when the lady gave you a flower. When you up there and you was rocking it, we talked about this a little bit on the last interview. Mm-hmm. Um, When you was up there doing your special, did it feel any different from other shows that you have did? Definitely. Mm-hmm. So for starters, I would, like I said, I would say that it's a difference between being booked mm. for a show and they that that person who books you for that show has their own audience and people. Don't get me wrong, like we sell tickets, we promote the shows. So we're gonna have our group of people that are there for us. Mm-hmm. But it's a difference between that and this it's completely on you to bring this audience. Okay. Cause you don't really know what to expect. It's more it's more anxiety that goes into it when you not used to doing that shit. For me, it was like I 
Because like, I'm going to give you a backstory, right? Like, I was one of them people when I was in high school. You know how they have, like, award ceremonies and shit? Mm-hmm. And my thing was, I used to have, like, anxiety about... <coughs> public speaking? My bad. Not even public speaking, because that was always my thing. But... That bitch is lingering. Bro, that bitch was on another... End. That bitch was on the one with Troy, I think. <laughs> yeah, but... uh. When I used to get called up for shit, I used to have a thing where, like, I hope when I call get called up, it's not crickets when my name be called. Like, you know, like, if people oh, fuck right. with you, they be like, woo, like, they uh, clapping shit. I used to be like, fuck, I don't want to win nothing, because I don't want nobody to not say <laughs> shit. You say, and the award goes to Sleepy. And you just... Yeah, I, brother, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that one person is your brother. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I heard, if I'm lying, I'm dying, bro. I heard a bitch get booed before. Like, I'm yeah. like, what did you do in these classrooms that nigga boo you? Like, so it's You like, already know, though. People get booed, always telling the teacher who doing the shit. Yeah, wrong she, shit. The teacher's pet. She was one of the people. Them. That's exactly what she was. So, they cheating over there. <laughs> yeah, so I said that to say, like, there's an anxiety about knowing how people feel about you or, like, you know, whether or not people support you, like okay. it's in the back of your mind. So it's like, yeah, I know that people fuck with me, mm-hmm. but do you fuck with me enough that when I put this show out and you got to pay money specifically for the purpose of coming to see me, are yes. you going to do that? You know what I'm saying? Because it's a difference. Like, nigga, I love you, but I don't love you like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's different when it's time to pay, huh? Facts. So I would say with that, it was good to be able to get that experience as far as knowing, like, nah, Mm-hmm. people fuck with you for real. Like, people are going to support whatever you do. Like, well, not not to get too far ahead, but when my show last night, like, after the end of the show, the club owner was like, bro, you really have a lot of people who love you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because we done did three, four shows at this point. They all sell out. Like, we done put you in different atmospheres. Like I said, the first one, it was like I had the Saints shit going on, the LSU shit going on. The second mm-hmm. one, I pretty much had the weekend of myself. This last one, they literally hit me up with nine days before the show, it was like March, my math thing, my subject, but it was like March 26th. Mm-hmm. They was like, yeah, we just got a show slot available for April Fool's Day. Do you want it? I'm like, nigga. That's fine. You're selling yourself yeah. a little bit short, bro. That's short of preparation. Facts. So I don't have a whole lot of time. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Because mm-hmm. at this point, from doing the last two shows and saying, I'm like, all right, at this point, I'm not nervous about bringing the crowd no more. I know I could do it. So at this point, I'm excited now. I'm challenging myself. I'm like, okay. nigga, if I could get people here with this short of a window, that means I really got support, and I was able to do it. So now I see that that's more fun. I think it's more fun to do my own events and bring my own audience as opposed to waiting on a motherfucker to book me. Because when you got somebody that book you, they want to try to shortchange you on payments, which I'm nigga not allowing that. Mm-hmm. But I could cut the middleman out completely exactly. by just doing my own show and making my own revenue. So yeah, it's a, it's a different vibe. But I like I like the books shows too because you get a chance to build relationships with people who might not know you, who might not have seen you. And without this show, they would have never known to come follow you on Instagram and see what you're going on or whatever the fuck is. They see you out in public and, they, oh, man, you was at that show on the night. Like, you was good? Like, it was nice? Like, what you going to be doing? Like, so, you know, it's a different vibe. Facts. Now, we got in this interview about damn near 18 minutes. We still ain't, we ain't even um say the name of the special. Which is Stay In Your Lane. Exactly. And when does it release? April 14th. And where is it released it at? I'm going to do YouTube. It's a website called Gumroad. So everybody follow me on Instagram, Comedian Sleepy, on all platforms. So mm-hmm. it's going to be Gumroad, YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to try to do, um, I got a link to try to put that bitch on Tubi. So you're going to see how that goes. It's going to be all them platforms. But wherever it's released, follow me, keep up with me, and everything going to be posted on there. Okay. Now, to stay in your lane, you kind of explained that um, when you um, first came on this one. Um well, on this podcast, let me say this one. <laughs> I have a question about more of the special when you're in there and after you finish, after you off stage, the reaction from your friends, people you didn't know. What was the feeling like? It was all positive. It was mm-hmm. all positive. And that's like, I ain't going to lie. When you up there and you in the moment, mm-hmm. you kind of have no idea how it's going when you up there. Sometimes you do. <laughs> like... But most of the time, it's like an out-of-body experience. You're just going up there, you telling shit. If I'm being real, it's going to sound weird. I don't even hear the laughter when I'm up there. Mm-hmm. Like, You're so zoned in. Yeah, out, I'm in. so busy thinking about the material. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, for example, like you were saying at the 9 o'clock, it was a lot of crowd work and shit right. you know, when I was on the it's 9 like o'clock. battle rap. It's yeah. like when you hit, come with a haymaker and a crowd screaming, you got to stop your rap, but you already in the mood and you... And he, and he just like, ooh, that bitch, run it back, run it back, run it back. Right. But you got, you you so busy, locked, locked into in. the next one, 
you trying not to get this fuck. That's why when people get a big reaction, a lot of battle rappers be like, they just sit there and they, wait. They like, yeah. they're like, I can't be like getting like y'all because I'm trying to remember this next line. Exactly. And that's what it is. I'm so into the set. Mm-hmm. So I, if I'm being honest, bro, like I was thinking I could have did better at the nine mm-hmm. mentally. Like, but that's just because I'm an artist and you're going to always nitpick at shit that you're doing mm-hmm. as you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? When I got off stage, they was like, bro. Your crowd work on that bitch was so fire. Like, one of my partners was like, your comebacks was so fast to feeding off the crowd. Mm-hmm. If I ain't know you, if I ain't know no better, I would have thought that shit was rehearsed. I would have known mm-hmm. that you was really coming off the top of your head with that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn. Like, And that's I think that's the fun thing about it, is hearing the crowd reaction and hearing what the right. people who sat there and watched the shit, what they tell you they got from their perspective. Because me, as an artist, as a creative, I'm going to always find something wrong with what I did because mm-hmm. I want to be good so bad. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, it's a good feeling to be able to hear that feedback from other people. Got you. Question. You watched you watch the special? I did. When you watched it, what was your takeaway from it? What would you take away from your performance, the um, camera work, shot by me? Uh, camera all- work was amazing, <laughs> nigga. 10 out of 10, nigga. I, I thought that was some Netflix shit when I was watching that bitch. No trip. It is Netflix shit. You right. know, speaking it to existence. And I'm about to say, and that's the goal. That's, that's the goal. That bitch is going to be there. Like, it, bro, I feel really good about it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, it was a good product. My biggest thing was, like, like I said, it's going to always be some shit I'm going to nitpick at. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to always be something like, nigga, why was I holding a microphone like that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I could have said that shit a little differently. Uh-huh. But all in all, man, it was a good performance on my part. Mm-hmm. It was a good crowd. Everybody came there to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. Like, I'm good with it. I felt great about it. I'm actually tweaking this. It was kind of hard for me to hold on to this bitch for that Hello. long without, <laughs> without dropping it. But I just man. had to trust the process. Like, I'm like, I, right. I know every year on my birthday, like, I get like a lot of traffic on my social media pages from, from people telling me. So since y'all gonna already be on this bitch anyway, go ahead. Traffic to that. Traffic from the happy birthday right into the special. Facts. If y'all wanna <laughs> give me something for my birthday, pay this ten dollars and get this bitch. You that makes me? sense. That's a good um promotional and marketing. Um question again about the special when when it when it airs April 14th on your birthday. Was it always planned to be on your birthday? Because the oh. first one was shot in September. You was gonna wait that long to your birthday? Definitely. Damn. <laughs> it was all. It was all. I was gonna hold on to that bitch for a long time. God damn. Because think about it. I mean, you could. I didn't just because I obviously we knew I had it. Right. But, but they don't know. Yeah. Only the people who was there would know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just gonna wait. Mm-hmm. Like I was gonna give it like a couple of months, and then I was gonna bring the promotion shit out. Gotcha. Which I'm still like you know. Like, it's a little bit sooner, so everybody, like, who was there, especially since it was, like, two sold-out shows, now everybody know about it now. Mm-hmm. So they're like, when you dropping it, when you dropping it. So there's, like, a little bit of anticipation there now, but the birthday was always the goal. All right, so it's kind of like you want, you want like, the people there to forget a little bit, like, the jokes and stuff. Then you, um Then you drop it on. What you going to... Um, I don't want to get too much in your marketing, but will you be dropping like small clips of it? Uh, how Definitely. would you be promoting it? Definitely, I don't. I, and I not too many. I know because I want people to be surprised when they see it. Because mm-hmm. the good thing about having a special is it's like I. Right, so as much as I want people to come to my show, I'm human at the same time. So I know that people have lives, people have shit going on. They might not have babysitters. Mm-hmm. They might work overnight. They had this going on. So everybody is not going to be able to make it to a show. Right. That's completely fine, but. When I put this bitch out filmed on the internet for everybody to see, at this point, it's like, it's no more excuses. Uh, you got time. <laughs> yeah, you, you can watch this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not only that, but as opposed to paying fucking $20 to see me for this one night, you could pay $10 and watch this bitch whenever you want to, right? Right, the shit ain't 12 hours long. Facts. It's a good little nice time. Even when you sit down, you can, when you're working out, you can watch it. When you're at work, you get a little downtime anywhere at the house. You, you can, can listen watch to it. that bitch in the car right. on the way to work. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I'm going to drop like maybe one or two clips just so y'all could get the gist of it. Like, oh, yeah, this nigga funny. Mm-hmm. But not too much because a lot of people have never seen me before. So I want gotcha. that shit to stay fresh. I don't want to like, you know, give them too much content and they feel like they don't got to go get that bitch. But, quick punchlines. Yeah. Quick, nice punchline. Probably um some some of your favorite ones drop on them Facts. not too long like twenty seconds thirty seconds Facts. where they be like damn where the rest of it at Facts. let just me go buy this bitch uh, talk that shit just yeah. a lead up now I want to talk about your style of comedy you're smooth your voice doesn't change too much even when you come in with your punchlines or uh, too many things it only really changes like when you're doing reenacting 
reenactments right. like when you was with the I don't want to tell you a joke when you was like the, huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it changed like that. But most of the time, from what I seen, you pretty even kill with your voice and with your jokes. Right. Do you think that's a fair assessment of how, how oh, your comedy is? Most definitely. It's funny that you said that I was on stage and literally in the middle of me performing while everybody laughed and I heard somebody in the background say, it's even funnier because his face never changed. Mm. Like I heard him <laughs> say that. Like, Facts. And I had, I had somebody ask me, they was like, so is it hard for you to like not laugh at your own jokes while you're on stage? If I'm being honest, I don't like mm-hmm. in, in casual conversation, nigga, I'd be dying at myself. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know what the difference is <laughs> between like regular life and when I'm on stage. You locked like, in, brother, like you said. Yeah, so it'd be like, it's not even, the, the funny thing about it is it's not even on purpose. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I sit there and be like, let me keep a straight face the whole time. Okay. That's, that's not really what I want to do. But what I realized is you have to find your own niche. You have to find your own style. So somebody may be a little like Troy, for example. Troy is going to laugh at his shit. Mm-hmm. We discussed that on the, um, on an episode about it. Word, yeah. See, you said, you said, you said um, I asked him, is it in the script or purposely you know you're going to laugh because I was like saying, like when the crowd laughs so hard and it's so genuine, it's kind of hard not like, because some comedians laugh. They be like, damn, I'm funny. Like Kevin Hart, he yeah. do that shit like, oh my God, y'all laughing and shit, but... So he said, he said, um, sometimes before, if y'all ain't gonna laugh at my shit, I'ma laugh at my right. shit like earlier, um, when he was doing comedy. So I thought that was kind of like a little interesting, like shit. If y'all ain't gonna laugh, I'ma laugh at this motherfucker because it's funny. Everybody and low key, not not to give away too much of like the recipe, but sometimes I feel like as comedians, they laugh because they're trying to give the crowd some time to settle down, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you have like that real, real, real hard laugh mm-hmm. and the crowd is still laughing and you got to get to your next joke, mm-hmm. it's good to sit there and laugh at your own jokes because right. you're giving the crowd time to like settle in and gotcha. get together and quiet down so you can get back to the next joke. So it's cool. Like, but for me personally, like I said, I just be so locked in. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard for me to like really sit back and enjoy the moment because I'd be like, man, let me get to the next joke. Because honestly, bro, it's easy to get up there and get sidetracked. So I'd be like really yeah. focused. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Now, speaking of getting sidetracked, when you when you up there, do you ever forget your material? Did you? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's any comedian, you mm-hmm. hear me? Like, it's been so many times I got off stage and was like, fuck, I told myself I was going to say this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was supposed to say that. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, as an as a artist, though, you never give away that you forgot to say some shit. Like, I'm never up there like, shit, 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 what did I want to say? Like, I never do that. But... Mentally, you have so many thoughts in your head in that moment, mm-hmm. and you got to think about how much time you're supposed to be on stage. Then you factor in shit like crowd work. Like, no no show is the same, mm-hmm. because I might say this joke, and the fact that I said this might make this person in the audience think about some shit that they experienced. And right. the fact that they've been through that, they might want to voice their opinion and say something. And because they said this, I'm going to say something that feeds off of what they just said. And because I just did this, I done fucked around and forgot that I was supposed to say this part. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? And also, uh-huh. that's why I don't smoke before shows, too. Because mm-hmm. I've smoked before shows and went up there and fucking had a bunch of jumbled thoughts. Couldn't get none dry, of that shit. Dry spots like a motherfucker. What like. man was on stage fucking stuttering, nigga? Like, <laughs> couldn't get none of that shit. So it, it happened. Facts. Now, with that being said, a crowd comes into that as well. Because if you got a heckler... Or somebody saying stuff during your jokes, they can kind of throw you off. Have you ever had problems with that? I've never been heckled. Like, just point blank, period. Somebody like, nah, I'm here to fuck your shit up. Right. Not, not even, I don't even want to say that because uh, it could be friends talking to each other, but they right. talking loud and they, like, close to the stage. Oh, yeah. At, fuck, actually, I don't know if you remember, for the special, the 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. that's where most of my crowd work came in at. One of my partners, and funny story... I didn't actually didn't know this nigga at all. Like, did not know this nigga from Adam. He was my partner, partner. Uh-huh. And I think my partner told him he was just lit. Like, he was drunk as a motherfucker mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. So he kept having these loud outbursts. Oh, yeah. During well, the set. One of the little poets, he said, this nigga retarded. So yeah. He left late. Yeah, <laughs> he said <him>. late. <laughs> that shit. And, I, but at the time, like, you know, once again, you don't really realize it when it's going on. Right. But that shit helped my set so much. That's what gave me the crowd work right. perspective of it. Because it was like he gave me so much material mm-hmm. just by fucking with the Tourette shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. so I'm like, I'm actually grateful for that. I don't know who you are, bro, but thank you. Like, I appreciate <laughs> you. You added to the product. Then why you say my partner if you don't know who he is? No, I said my partner, partner. Oh, all right. Yeah, partner, friend. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now. Stay in my lane is April 14th. 
Stay in your lane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stay, stay in your lane. Look my stupid ass. <laughs> yeah. But I get it. You, you feel like right. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stay in my lane. This shit. But look. <laughs> nigga say look. But um, what I was about to say. You got me brain farting. <laughs> talking about the brain farts on the stage. Right. I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. With the material that you did, do you still use that material from the special at shows now? For now, yeah. Okay. But when that bitch dropped. It's done in the trash. Like, okay. I mean, I'm, there's going to be places I'm going to be able to use it, but I mean, for the most part, I done already started like working out new shit. Like, okay. just so for when that day come, when the special do drop, I'm not going to use it. It's certain shit I'm still going to use because it's relatively new, mm-hmm. and I ain't really had that much time to work it out. But yeah, all that shit y'all seen in that special after that special drop, nigga, it's over with. Unless people request the jokes, like you know what I'm saying, because which does happen. Like you'll be right. on stage and people know you, because you know. People who don't know comedy, they'll be like, well, damn, why he be saying the same jokes? Like, my nigga, right. it's not a comedian that you watch perform that doesn't do the same set. You know why I, I think it's like that? Because when everybody sees the big comedians, they just see they special drop. Right. They don't see them in a small the comedy, comedy club, clubs, yeah. working it out every day, right. doing, doing the exact same stuff that you guys do. They just on a smaller scale and they don't have video footage when right. they in the comedy clubs because they probably just be like, shut the little phones down and exactly, let me just work this out. That's why real comedy clubs, a lot of them, they don't allow phones. If mm-hmm. you do like a um, a Dave Chappelle, if you go to a Dave Chappelle show, you go to a Kevin Hart show, nigga, they make you put your phones in a fucking locker. I, I'm, I, I really like that because it just spoils a lot of stuff like... I really hate like it just some with the internet where even like everybody watch the same show. You go on Twitter, somebody spoiling some shit. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe Tyreek shot this man or some shit. Yeah. Uh, anything. So I'd be like, damn, bro. Yeah. Let me just stay off Twitter. That's why I don't watch a lot of shit no more. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not about to let y'all take this shit from me because I know I'm going to see it. You know what right. I'm saying? Like social media has its pros and cons because if it exactly. wasn't for social media, I wouldn't have my following. A lot right. of people who don't know me personally, they know me from social media. They be like, man, you be funny as a motherfucker on Twitter. So that part of it, right. I'm grateful for that. Get you to reach people who not around, uh, who not in New Orleans. Yeah, it makes you a little more accessible to yep. people. But the downside of that is now everywhere you go, people don't know just how to live in the moment and right. take shit in and enjoy where they at. They want to pull their phones out and record. Like right. You know what I'm saying? So it's a downside, but it's cool. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that part of it is cool. But yeah, all of that shit that y'all seen, I'm gonna do it here and there because they have they have people who are still comedy purists that appreciate the jokes. Right, because if you go out of state, they never heard the jokes. Facts. You go out of state and do it, you could whip that thing out, even if they ain't see the um uh, the special. Yeah, you can say pause, <laughs> like a New Orleans nigga. <laughs> that, 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 that was a little filthy. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you go to California, shit, you go to North Dakota, they never heard these jokes. Facts, and you go to like you go to like let's say you do like the Laugh Factory or. Mm-hmm. Fucking whatever, chocolate Sundays, Hollywood Improv, all of that mm-hmm. shit. It's in your best interest to do your best shit. Right. You don't really want to go out there and take too many gambles. Let me say some shit I never told Especially before. Especially if they book you. If they yeah. book you, they expecting that high shit. That you, high don't, shit. you don't really want to work nothing out at that moment. Yeah. You might want to throw in one or two. But yeah, you, if it's going good, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they fucking with this, they fucking with that. Let me just try this one and see uh-huh. what happens. But you don't want to go up there. And just do a bunch of new shit. So there's definitely a time and a place for everything. You know what I'm saying? You might, I might, there might come a time I still pull out that mailman joke. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because if I like I say, need that, need that. <laughs> if I got a, if I got a white crowd, I know they gonna fuck with that. Bitch. Right. So it, it's a time and a place. But I'm, I'm on the new shit now. We gonna figure some new shit out. Okay. Now with the um jokes coming to in April 14th, most of them, but um special occasion they will be, they will be um back performing for you. I want to talk about, like you said last night. With your new shows, say you had a little story of somebody passing out. It was a crazy night. Yeah. So. Let us know what it happened. I bet. So, Comedy Club is on Fulton Street, for those of y'all who've never been. And if you ever been on Fulton, like, you know, like right by the bowling alley, you know, they got like that little brick road yep. that you get on before you get ready to park, like right by the bowling alley. So, typically, like, so I have my day mapped out. Like, I'm going to go to work, I get off at 430, come home. Shower, change, do all of that shit, right? I ended up leaving work at fucking 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And the show is for 9. I live in the east. I work on the West Bank. That's not like a big window. Oh, you got off at 8? And had a show for 9. I was actually supposed to host the show last night, mm-hmm. but I ended up getting there so late, I had to fucking call an audible at the last minute and ask Troy to host that bitch. I was like, fucking, I'm just here. <laughs> I had to call an audible. <laughs> you know, like like Peyton Manning, I had to Omaha that bitch. Why you, you ain't go to the show in your work uniform? 
couldn't do that. that. <laughs> They're gonna be like, this nigga is hilarious, but he stank, nigga. <laughs> so fuck it. I had to go, I had to go home and get that shower in. And I didn't even really have a lot of time to change. Like uh-huh. cause I, I had a shot of my dog Human D's. I had my, my outfit all mapped out. I was gonna cop some shit from him and then go home. I ain't mm-hmm. even have enough time for all that. I ran home, showered, and picked your shit up on the way. Threw some sweats on. Oh. And met him in front of the venue. And I changed in the car. Clutch. So my I was supposed to turn on phone and pull up directly in front of the spot, grab the shit from him, go park, change. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nigga, I'm right here, but I can't get through because they got a fucking fire truck blocking the road. I can't even turn in. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I spin the block. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to find parking and shit. Not only is there a fire truck, there's also an ambulance. So I'm like, the fuck done happened around here? Like, Who got hit up in this bitch? Yeah, I'm like, nigga, we are in the suburbs. Nigga, this shit should not be going on. So I'm at that point, I'm like, there's only two things right here. The club and the bowling alley. So I don't really know what happened. I don't know where it happened. They got at. the ball right next to the club. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ertz. They got mm-hmm. Ertz. So it's like a million different places. I'm like, all right. So I get my shit. I get dressed. I ain't really got time to think about what happened at that time. But I pull up. And they like, yeah, bitch, the shit going good, but a nigga just passed out in this bitch. I'm like, huh? What you mean nigga passed out? They said, yeah, they got somebody here. They took an edible and they was in this bitch tripping. Like, and I don't know if I don't know if you fuck with the edibles, bro, but No, I know. I'm a sober man. You are doing amazing, nigga. Like, and if you is gonna fuck with it, you don't want edibles, it's not even an enjoyable high. Way. Like I took I'm I'm gonna give you a backstory about my shit. Oh, I did take one gummy. How did they treat you? I took that rolling loud only for my fiance. Because everybody else was doing it. You can't be the only sober nigga. No, it was just me. Loud. It was just me and her there. It was on um, rolling loud in um, California like Where? two weeks ago. So she went. She wanted to go to the little CBD place. You know they legal out there. You, so you probably did good, bro. I, think like I took one or two. Well, never. I'm gonna give you a backstory. I ain't. I ain't too good with the gummies. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But I could tell. What I am familiar with is like the brownie. Okay. You never won't eat the whole fucking brownie. Yeah, my um, my um. Probably um having some of that. Yeah, I'm straight. Never again. I was so <laughs> high. I told God, if He just let me live, <laughs> you ate the whole thing. I was never go- ate the whole a thing. A good size, like a Lafarge brownie. Huge, a huge piece. Stuffy one, huh? And you know, I don't you, you don't know, but every edible story starts the exact same way. Man, I already know. Let me um lay it out for you, nigga. Buy the piece, man. I don't feel this shit. This edible ain't shit, nigga. <laughs> nigga, sit a bit. Chill, son. Don't eat the whole thing. And you fuck eat that, that bitch. man. I don't feel this shit. Two hours go by, nigga. It's <laughs> over with. This how I knew I fucked up, bitch. I was high in ten minutes. I was like, oh no. So I was so high, I called my partner, and I'm like, say, dog. When you take an edible, what's the worst feeling you ever had? Nigga, I'm trying to see if the shit I'm going through is normal. Because uh-huh. if it's not, bitch, I'm about to call the fucking ambulance. <laughs> like, I already knew. So, dog, I walked around my apartment complex for an hour. Like, literally just Looking for your up. shit? No, nigga, because I thought if I stopped moving, I was going to die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the fuck I thought, dog. <laughs> tripping. Like, tripping. Somebody was like, nigga, don't do not call the ambulance. Take a shower, nigga. Take a shower. You're going to be good. So I'm saying that to say, them bitches will fuck you up. You ever had the Plyrene ones? No. And you ever took one after that? Yeah. I, I hate to say I lied yeah, to God. Lying, I'm praying. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Your ass ain't learning lesson. God, please get me through this angle. Never take another one. Yeah, I survived. But I'll tell you one thing, though. I never ate the whole fucking brownie again. Damn. So, How you felt? Nigga, I was literally out my body. I was looking at myself. Like, like shrooms? You I took was, shrooms before? Fuck no. Oh, all right. Well, Matt, <laughs> let me not lie. Yeah, I did. But <laughs> <laughs> nigga said, this nigga is a liar. He did everything. Nigga like, dead straight. <laughs> you don't take shrooms? No, no, I did. <laughs> nigga said, all right, there was this one time. Look, I did. I took some shrooms before. It was like a little bit of amount. Uh-huh. And I really didn't want to take it. I'm going to be real with you. This is how stupid I am. I did Pit that shit. Sure? Not just peer pressure. I did that shit to impress some hoes. She was like, <laughs> she, she was like you take shrooms? I was like, hell yeah, girl, I take shrooms all the time. Give me some shrooms. No, I don't. Oh, man. Shrooms, them bitches, I was like, Lord Jesus, please. <laughs> Lying again, look, I never do it again. I never do it again. Give it to this. Luckily, again, that one wasn't too bad of an experience. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? You took just a little bit of mouth. A little, I was smart about it. Bad. I'm like, I don't know enough about this shit to go crazy. Niggas, I know weed, bro. They ain't, they ain't gonna do me too much if I eat the whole thing. Facts. And then that was a pool party. You don't want to be too on shrooms fucked up in a pool. I already, it, huh? I already ain't the best one. In that bitch, so fuck. <laughs> Nigga, so y'all seen Sleepy drowning in this four foot pool? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, lay it out in that bitch. Thanks. All right, man. Um, I'm gonna give you a couple cards, bro. Let's do it. You ready for these? Let's get it. All right. 
Um, while, while I'm picking these cards, let them know when the special drop, what the name of the special is, and where they get um, catch it at, brother. Stay in your lane. Uh, like I said, follow me on all platforms. Comedian Sleep. I'm going to put that bitch on Gumroad, YouTube, fucking uh, Tui, hopefully. Y'all see quick. I mean, that bitch is going to be pretty. It's pretty much just a thing of doing it. So, yeah, we're going to get that bitch popping, man. I'm going to put that bitch on all platforms, give people different options to buy that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Hey, before we get to the cards, how is it, what is the um marketing agenda to reach, like, the bigger platforms like Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, all that I'm type of shit. I'm glad you X. I'm glad you X. So that's why, that's exactly why I'm doing it. My main goal, like, yeah, I'm going to eventually put it on YouTube. It's going to be on Gumroad first. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, all the other shit is going to come later because Gumroad, that's what people could buy it directly, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want a place like Netflix, they obviously they're not just grabbing niggas off the street and being like, do you want to be on this bitch? Like, you got to have the, the numbers. The people, it's a numbers yeah. game. So, that's why I'm going to sell it. And that's also why I'm doing it on my birthday because mm-hmm. I, I want to have the numbers. Because in order to get people like Netflix and Peacock to entertain your shit, you have to be able to say, well, look, I got 50,000 downloads on this bitch. So I generated $100,000 worth of revenue independently. So I think it would be in your best interest right. to fuck with me on this. And if you can literally pull up documented numbers showing that you generated X amount of revenue, they'd be like, all right, well, it makes sense. Well, buy this bitch from you, but we're gonna give you like, okay, like if you Kevin Hart, nigga, we'll give you fifty million dollars for a Netflix special. Obviously, that's not my goal. I'm not right, expecting fifty thousand 50, downloads. You say you generate a hundred dollars. That's that's just we just throwing numbers out yeah, there. Yeah, ballpark figure they might right. be like, we'll do this bitch for yeah, which, which is like, you know, not that much more than what I make, but fuck it, it's the bigger picture type shit. You right. get your face on this bitch, and then the next time, nigga, I'm they gonna keep me in the loop for the next one. So that's yep. the main thing. And anything in comedy is that's not just for Netflix. That's anything. Like it's all numbers based. If you want an opportunity for a big show with a big comedian, you gotta be able to prove you sell tickets. So it's like that's why the, the support of the fans is so important. Sometimes a lot of times, dog, niggas don't even give a fuck if you funny for real. They be like, nigga, what can you do for me? From a financial standpoint, like, right. is this, am I going to get my return? Are you marketable? Yeah, so yeah, that's the main thing. That makes sense. Um, another website too. Um, they got um Patreon. I don't know if you um ever heard of Patreon. I actually haven't, but hey, tell me about it because I'll put that bitch on. Like we can, we can chop it up about that because I'm looking for options. You know what I'm saying? Facts. I ain't I ain't sponsoring Patreon, but it's kind of like yeah. a YouTube, but it's um like you know YouTube um monetizes, but oh, yeah. also like you can't do too much like. It censor a lot of um, words and stuff, definitely, but definitely. Patreon is basically like the explicit, explicit word. YouTube, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, and the people pay you to put your stuff on, to put your, or to watch your stuff. I do my research on that, bitch, for Facts. sure. But let's get to a couple of these cards, man. Stay in your lane, special April 14th, sleepy birthday. Um, How old you making? 30, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga paused like, nigga, why you ask me that shit? <laughs> 30. <laughs> that shit killing me, dog. That shit killing me, bro. Man, you there, brother. You there. Thanks. Embrace it. Um, while drinking one night, your girlfriend tells you that they don't love you anymore. The next day, while sober, they say they didn't mean it. Do you believe them? Fuck Explain. no. Fuck no. You know what they say? Drunk minds speak sober thoughts. Nigga, I'm going to take you. Vic. And I, when I get drunk, and I, I tell people this all the time, I, I drink to tell make poor decisions. You tell the truth when you drink? Absolutely. I might not have necessarily done or said this shit if I was sober, Mm -hmm. but bitch, I meant it. You know what I'm saying? This is 100%. Just because I'm drunk, that don't mean I didn't mean it. Right. I would have kept it to myself if I was sober, but we here now. Right. What's up? So at at that point, you tell me that shit and you drunk, you go to sleep, that's cool. By the time you wake up, bitch, your bag's going to be outside. I don't give a fuck. So you put put women out? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely do. Psych. I will. I'm not. I'm not looking for a reason to do shit like that. But <laughs> right. In that, but in that situation, fucking right. What the fuck are you gonna be Pertaining in my house? Pertaining to the car, you gotta go. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I saw a video on Twitter. Um, kind of similar to that. A dude he um went through his girl's phone and found out that um you probably seen it. You uh be on Twitter just like me. Right. Um, uh, a dude went through. A, it was a black dude went through a girl's phone. His girlfriend was white. Um, first mistake. <laughs> I had to mention that the yeah. race, the race, right there. But he found his girl sending nudes and. Naked, naked pictures to um, man. He got some water off the stove. She was sleep on on the sofa. I guess she had a long night. Came in late. Yeah, he, he got some water, water off the pot. I don't know if it was hot. I don't think it was hot because she didn't react like it was hot. Yeah, he threw some water on her. <laughs> he was like, "Dumbass bitch, 
Get out of heck, get your shit and get out of my house. And he recorded with, it? Yeah, he recorded He recorded it, dumped it, a whole right. nice little pot. She was like, what the hell? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Nigga, I always wonder, like, I always wonder, like, why she on that sofa? Probably everything in her head, like, Damn, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> like every bad thing she did, she probably running through her head right now. Like, what the fuck is right. going on? This ain't no prank, bitch. And I ain't gonna cap. I don't understand people who do shit like that. Like, I right, first of all, let's we got to be realistic about the situation. The game is the game. Mm-hmm. That type of shit can happen to anybody. Nobody right. is above getting cheated on. You could think right. you had your shit on lock and you don't. Right. And it can happen to anybody. But my thing is, if that shit happening to me, I'm not about to publicize this shit. But I'm trying to take my L in private. <laughs> I ain't telling So you went out made the video dump in the water. Yeah, I'm not recording no video doing nothing. Brother sounded hurt too. He was, I'm he sure was he hurt. was. I mean, people make emotional decisions. You know what I'm right. saying? But me personally, nigga, I'm taking that L in private. Like, what happened with you on no girl? Oh, you know. You know, shit happens. <laughs> whole, whole time. Nigga say shit happens. It's rarely a lot of dudely relationships though. And, and that's what I learned as like getting older, like, Men have pride, but you realize some some niggas, a lot of niggas get cheated on and stay. Right. Which I didn't really know. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't really on game about this. See, me personally, the type of person I am, that's why I'm very particular about who I get in a relationship with. I actually just posted this shit on Twitter the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I cheat on you and you catch me, leave. Don't take me back. Cause, <laughs> why, revenge? Because if the roles was reversed, I'm not taking you so, back. So what's cheating to you? Just um, sexually fucking? Anything... Somebody. That you wouldn't want me to do. If you got to sneak around and do this shit, it's so it's based off your partner. Yeah. Absolutely. So what is cheating if you don't have no partner right now? Yeah. If you if you you right now you see your partner, uh, his girlfriend doing something, what would you expect to? If she on a date with another dude, is that cheating? Yes. <laughs> so so it's not just physical. It's not just physical. It's okay. mental. Like I mean, like obviously, like little petty shit. Like I'm not gonna come back to my partner about his girl having a conversation with somebody because right. I don't know what that conversation exactly. pertained to. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not messy like that. Mm-hmm. But anything that's perceived as disrespectful right. is cheating to me. Makes like, sense. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what you, what you wouldn't want your partner to do right? if you was in that situation. So I just say just be mindful of what you do. Exactly. I think, I think that's a fair assessment. Don't do. If you got to hide it or if you think your partner, if, you, if your partner did the same shit that you're doing and you like, I wouldn't like it. I don't don't do you it. Should be doing it right. Exactly. You don't need to ask. Don't even try to come up with a lie after. Like, oh, but, but well, this yeah, <laughs> no, <man>. nigga. <laughs> oh, what reverse? All right, your phone dies. You ask your woman to use theirs, and they refuse. What happens next? Nigga said, "All right, I'm gonna fuck with you. I'm about to go home." <laughs> Nigga said, "That's your woman. You ain't going home. Y'all in the same house." Oh, you're right. <laughs> Nigga said, "Get out." <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that's a red flag, but I don't even set myself up like that. Like, uh-huh. like I'm one of them people, I'm, I'm, I'm not going through phones. Mm-hmm. I don't want your phone. I don't want none of that shit. Because I feel like, first of all, I feel like if I have to go through your phone, we don't need to be together. No, but it ain't going through it. I know, but I'm just giving like an example, like all a right. backstory. So <laughs> so for me, though, if I ask for your phone and you don't want to give it to me, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. I can't trust you. Right. Because I'm going to give you my phone. Now, I might, I might be praying to God no shit happened when you got my shit. <laughs> But I'm going to at least give it to you to like, give the illusion. Like, hey, you know what I'm, I'm good. Me, yeah. I hope nobody takes that. whole time I'm like this. I put all them bitches on black last yeah. night. I'm good. Cause, <laughs> right. Because why I can't why I can't have your phone for one second? Like, uh, what the fuck is going to happen? Just try to make a little call, baby. Damn. Right. That's all I want. That's all I want. Thanks. We got, um, oh, that's a good one. You're dating a new person. Remember, new. Bet. And the oral sex is horrible. How would you teach them to do it right? How? Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the only thing that I could do is fucking coach them off what I've experienced. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Less teeth, bitch. Like, you know, let's not. Let's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's cliche. <laughs> this ain't no you bubble gum. You, you know got, what I'm saying? You don't got no videos that you can show? I could, but I don't know if I want to do that because that'll probably make them uncomfortable. Like, no, I, not of you. I'm saying oh, like porn. Oh, porn? Yeah. That could go either way. Right. I think. Some people, I guess some people are like visual learners. Right. I'd rather like tell you step by step, like right. with exactly what I need you to do as opposed Adjust. to, because I could, I could show you Kobe shooting jump shots all day. But That's but different. You, That's a skill. Not, so is sucking for a woman. Because <laughs> you, you, as, as men who have had different partners, sometimes you, you can't. And that's why every nigga has a throat goat. But they, they favorite eater. That's yeah, what call every, Twitter, huh? everybody got one. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same shit. You could, you could be a woman and you could be able to please me, but you never going to be like her. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know what they say, bro. The comparison is the thief of all joy. Facts. You can't Facts. compare. When you get to compare yourself or compare your women to your ex-women, it's never going to work gonna in your favor. It's going to lead down a nice dark road. <laughs> so, so I'm going to avoid all that. I'm going to just tell you what to do. Like, Facts. And we're going to go from there. Um, do you tell after, during? It depends. Mm-hmm. It depends. But like if you hurt me, if I, if I if I'm telling you during, you are doing a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm like, nah, don't do that. Nah, this is not, like, most of the time I rather just after the fact. Like, mm-hmm. all right, well, next time, like like let's try let's try like a two hand with it, like a little stroke. You know what I'm saying? Like, when shot is gonna come after and be like, I cut up, huh, babe? And you like, and. and like <laughs> it was, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, but, but you did cool. But next time, let's let's try this. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, a little constructive, but do it in a nice way. I ain't gonna, like I said, if I'm, I'm gonna just offer constructive consider uh, constructivism the best way that I can. Mm-hmm. I it's kind of it's kind of crazy because women, um, women go through that a lot. They um say that this is what I see on Twitter at least. You know, a lot of women say men can't find the um spot, can't make them think. It's a big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of niggas don't know where to clear that. That's what yeah, they say. A lot, a lot, a lot of women um be coming at the men for not being able to make them orgasm. But ladies, y'all got to take the time to uh, communicate with, with y'all men. Mm-hmm. Tell the one, man, learn each other's body. Oh, and that's exactly what I was about to say. Sometimes people uh got to learn your body a little bit. Because me personally, I'm I'm very self aware. Like mm-hmm. I'm not one of them people. Like I know after my performance, I know when I did my shit. And I know I ain't do shit. Like I, I know you BD, huh? Yeah. Bulk dick. <laughs> they got they got some bitches out there. I see them on public. I, I avoid all eye contact. I'm like, hey, I ain't do shit with her. I ain't going to <laughs> Every every nigga has no second a chance, brother. Yeah, I, I, I know this so fast. And I hit this bitch. I ain't even go look at her no more. And I got bitches like, like I have women, bro. I'd be like, God, all I need is another opportunity. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Like if she if I could bag again. Tear this bitch up. Yeah. If you didn't um, hit quick on a bitch, she ever gave you a second chance? More often than not. Okay. Because a lot of the times, like, women women are forgiving people. They you understand understand it. Unless you just got a bitch that's like Especially a real Especially if they like you. Yeah, if they like you, they're going to give you another chance. But mm-hmm. they, they ain't passing out too many of them bitches. Right. You got to take advantage. But that's the thing about sex. I think a mature person knows it takes time to learn somebody's body right. and do different things. So... In order to get the best performance out of a person, y'all gonna have to do it a few times because I'm learning. Like you know what I'm uh, saying. I was just about to say, like, if you re- if the uh, women and men be like referring, well, women because the women have the um the thing that needs to be pleased. Yeah. So um, if you talking about like one like one look thing, dudes you meet and just hit one time, it's probably gonna be a hit or miss more of the time. It's fifty fifty. Yeah. If, that you are gonna find a man who Make you orgasm and hit it right each spot because y'all don't know each other. I don't other. know you. I'm I'm just trying shit. Right. Like, it's like I, especially I, if you find niggas just like, bro, I can't wait to that that up. Nigga ain't thinking about all the caressing, the smooth, yeah. all that type of stuff. Nigga, I'm about to punish it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm killing. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> killing like a bitch. I'm, and that and that's that be the time when you nut fast most of the time. <laughs> you already hype. <laughs> yeah, you already thinking about it. You be, you be two strokes in. You like you know what? This shit about to be over quick. <laughs> <laughs> nigga said you two strokes in. You feel that like rumble, bitch. Nigga, they said yeah. That on Twitter too. Nigga said when you when you go out and be like, <laughs> oh, you definitely know. You heard me? You def- you know, hold up, back out. Switch. <laughs> Facts. Hey, hey that, and that's my shit. I, that, and that's what I realized. A lot of niggas we talking about, I ain't going to lie. Even on a one-night stand, I like foreplay. Uh-huh. I like foreplay because that, that, that'll turn your fucking two minutes into five minutes. You know what I'm saying? At least. At the very least. You know what I'm saying? So this bitch really think I like her. But in reality, this <laughs> I'm nigga, stretching it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to make my time last longer. This nigga, this nigga kissed me in every spot. Yeah, bitch, because I, I was two strokes in. I was like, ah, let me get out of here. Let me... <laughs> Regroup. <laughs> Let me suck these toes, bitch. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something because if I don't, ooh, she gonna be mad at me, bitch. Man, bro, what, what was your longest relationship, bro? Cause you single now? Huh? Yeah, uh, two years. Two years. Two years. I think that's not bad, but fuck, I got friends. I got partners that literally, I don't think they've been single the entire time I've known them. Been in relationships for ten years. I don't. I don't know how to. The same me. woman. Same woman. Damn. Same woman. So, wh- how old was you when it was two years? Your long relationship. Um, that was actually my most recent relationship. I was, so I met her like at that point for like five years. So we was like 
cordially dating okay. and shit for like five years. We actually made it official like three, four years in. Because like, and see, this is the thing. You let somebody. Cordially dating? What that mean? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be polite. <laughs> so y'all was just with each other exclusively uh, hitting other people. No. no, all right. I, I don't know what she was doing, but I was. You was hitting other people. I was in these streets, bitch. But did her energy give off? She was hitting other people. She gave it. She wanted a relationship. I mean, once again, the game is the game. Her energy could get off whatever the, right. what she wanted to give off. I'm sure she was doing her too. Okay. At that point, it really wasn't even my business what she was doing. I really wasn't tripping in them talking stages. So y'all was f buddies, basically. All right. For three years, then what made you want to make it official? Good pussy. Okay. It's like. <laughs> Miss nah, Good Pussy, Miss Good I mean, that's, see, that's the dangers of letting somebody linger around for that long. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm not, like, I was absolutely nigga have one night stands and shit. But like I said, you want to learn somebody's body, I would prefer to, like, keep fucking around for a minute. Mm-hmm. If you let somebody fucking just keep hanging around over all of that time, eventually feelings are going to develop. Three you know years, that's a long time. That's to a be. long ass time. Especially, well, if y'all would have kept it just that fuck buddies, I guess it would have been cool, but right. like if one of y'all had a thought that y'all knew y'all wanted to be in a relationship with each other, that's kind of like extra long to just be fucking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, shit, she would tell you that mm-hmm. she always knew that it was going to be a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. that's what she would say for me. I'm like, nigga, nah, that shit happened on accident. Okay. Like, that shit was not planned like that. It was just like one day. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, I guess. Mm-hmm. So when you stop fucking with people and that time go by, you be like, damn, I actually miss this bitch. Like, you know what you I'm saying? A, you see the void. Yeah. So I think it was one of them things. Like, nigga just got used to that person being around and I gave it a chance and it was cool. Mm-hmm. I don't have no regrets about it at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like every relationship teach you some shit. Right. So even though this shit might not necessarily work out, I know from dealing with you for all of this time, I know what I will and won't accept in my next relationship. Mm-hmm. I know how I would like for my partner to be in the next relationship, that type of shit. How is that? As far as what? How would you like your partner to be? I'm big on accountability and meeting me halfway because I think what you deal with with a lot of women is they pretty much get their way for the majority of their life. Like, as a parent, you want to be able to not tell your child, no, I want you to have that. That's the girls. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when you have somebody that's not used to being told no, not mm-hmm. used to being held accountable in the shit that they do, when I come along and I tell you, you need to work on this, you're like, fuck no, because I am I could go back by my daddy, like, you know, all of that shit. Right. So I think my biggest thing is, like, I just want, like, a mature partner, like, somebody who understands just because I'm telling you that you can do this better, you're wrong about this, I'm not telling you you fucked up, I'm not telling you that you're a right. bad person. There's something you can improve on. So I'm big on communication, I think that's my biggest thing, like, I just need a mature person who understands how to communicate Take accountability, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, Wouldn't we got to have chemistry. We got to have chemistry. I got to be able to talk to you. Shouldn't be a fucking task for us to go on dates in that <laughs> motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that, the main thing. That seems very reasonable. You want a good functioning adult who's willing to improve as a person and as a couple. Definitely. Which is, that's, that's, it's like really said, bare that's minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like everybody looks for. A sane adult, right? <laughs> and you would think that shit would be easy to find, but yeah. it's really not. Like yeah, you know, I, I got see the dating pool, bro. I, I always say when I'm um, talking to my pod, I be like, "Damn, bro, the dating pool real tough." Dating pool got piss in it, nigga. Like, <laughs> I see all, all I see on Twitter is money, coochie, bills, and that's it. Pay my rent, shit like this. I ain't paying this. We going half and half. Men and women, that's how I see it. And that's exactly, that's why I don't get in a lot of relationships. Because it's like, you got to really, like, take your time. Because I take that shit seriously. Like, we all know people. And, like, I just the same way I say I know people who's never single because they've been with the same person their whole life. I also know people who are always in a different relationship. Mm. Always with somebody. Just because they don't like fucking going to sleep alone and all of that mm. shit. Like, I'm not like that. I feel like a relationship is essentially giving somebody a free pass to make you look like a fucking dumbass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you invested in this person, right. and you would like to believe that they're doing the right shit, mm-hmm. but you don't know what they're doing when you're not around. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think it's That's very... That's where the distrust come in. Exactly. Like, so, for example, right? I feel like I would like to see how a female interacts with niggas before I go that route with them. Because mm-hmm. you got some people that play that role. Like, when they're around you, oh, yeah, they're the best partner. But when they go out by themselves, they in every nigga face. You know How would you be able to see that, though? Just social. It's the city not that big. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm just speaking from, like, a standpoint of, like, 
being out in social atmospheres, watching how they mm-hmm. interact, how they receive certain shit. Because at the end of the day, I think that's why it's important to be friends with people first. Mm-hmm. If you if you let a woman talk for long enough, right, she'll talk her way out the relationship. Exactly. Same thing with some niggas. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. You yeah. can really see how a motherfucker think. That's right. why you got to stay friends with people first. You can't just jump into shit with people. Mm-hmm. You should want to know what you signing up for. So at least like if like for at, in all of my relationships for the most part, even though the shit didn't work out, even though they did shit that I didn't necessarily like, I can honestly say I seen this shit before we got together. So at the end of the day, I can't really blame nobody but myself. Set yourself up. Yeah, like and I'm not even saying it like it was that bad, but you no, know, I, I knew what your flaws was when I met you, so mm-hmm. I could live with that. I knew what I was signing up for. Okay, now. I feel like we went through some nice Dr. Phil just shit just now, you yeah, know? Yeah, this was a nice little conversation, yeah, some therapy yeah. type shit. Thanks, y'all, y'all um, heard it here first. I might go get my board license for um, podcast therapist. Got you, got you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, once again, man, we came on here. It was a great conversation, great episode, brother. Glad you came back to promote your special. And yeah, once again, let the people know where it's at. April 14th, um, Stay In Your Lane special, Comedian Sleepy. And it will be on Gumbo Roll, YouTube. Nigga, did you say Gumbo Roll? What you say? <laughs> Gumbo File? Gum Roll. Gum Roll. Yeah. <laughs> you, you knew all his ass, nigga. This nigga said Gumbo Roll. Gum Roll, yeah. Gum Roll. Well, I bet that you said Gumbo the whole time, man. That's hilarious. But, but I'm glad you did that because they might have been somebody else. Thought the same shit <laughs> Right I guess that was my subconscious From New Orleans Just yeah. like I heard gum Roll and just start gumbo But gum. any last words For the people Look into your camera Let them know What it, what it yeah. is April 14th It's gonna be a good product I got my dog T visuals on the camera work It's gonna be a nice product Comedian Sleepy Twitter, Instagram Facebook All that shit Y'all follow me Y'all keep following my story I'm gonna have Not just a special But I'm gonna have Different shows coming up Y'all come support a nigga man Facts T visuals podcast T visuals network if y'all listening on all podcast platforms, give us a five-star like. And if you're on YouTube, give us a like and comment. And we out. <laughs>